The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. Uh, I'm going to do something I don't normally do, and that's only because I have a very efficient intro for my guest today, Jonathan Goldman. Um This is what his publicist sent me. The great sages from millennia have taught that the answers to healing, spiritual evolution, elevation of consciousness, and living a happy and fulfilled life are inside of us. But where exactly are they, and how do you work with them? My guest today, Jonathan Goldman, can answer those questions for you. In his four decades of working with energy medicine, first as an acupuncturist and then as the developer of transformational energy healing, he has mapped the multi-layered human energy vehicle. I love that terminology. Goldman has uniquely described where and how thought forms, emotions, energetic material, beliefs, and spiritual qualities live and operate in the multiple energy layers that are within and around the human body. This has allowed him to create a form of healing which goes beyond and enhances psychotherapy, allopathic medicine, and alternative healing modalities. What defines the uniqueness of Goldman's work is identifying the specific characteristics, personal and transpersonal, that live in the various chakras where they influence, I'm sorry, where they interface with these five energy layers. He teaches, for example, where the actual vibrations of universal light, compassion, calm, forgiveness, and faith live inside of you and how to access and utilize them in your life, your work, and your relationships. The chakra map that he discovered is a core feature of his inspiring and illuminating book, The Gift of the Body, a multidimensional guide to energy anatomy, grounding spirituality, and living through the heart. His work can open the way for an entirely new internal paradigm that activates living from your heart. Jonathan, at this time more than ever in our lives, I feel like this book is a manual that everybody should have. 
So thank you and welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, some of the things that really um, drew me to the book were really activating and opening the heart, number one. And number two, knowing where these actual um, where these actual feelings, emotions, concepts lived within the chakra body, because that is not usually taught, you know? Yes. How, how did you come about that? You know, it's a long story. Everybody has their their story. For me, uh, the the point of departure was when I went to Brazil in uh, January of 1988. I went to a spiritual community in the mountains of Brazil, where at that time they were doing a particular kind of healing, spiritual awakening work. They still do it. Um, and in that month there, I felt myself, I was like a, a suitcase that got zipped open and inside amazingly was this spiritual healing channel that I didn't know even existed. I wouldn't even know what those words meant at that time, you know, mm -hmm. so I was an acupuncturist and I was practicing acupuncture a lot. I had been doing so for 12 years. I lived in Boston. I came home. And everything changed. Everything changed inside me. My life still looked the same from the outside, but my internal life had completely changed because I had been introduced to the reality of spiritual of spirituality, not the, the concept. Yeah. From the inside, I was meeting these spiritual forces and vibrations were coming into me and my hand would hover over somebody's body and heat would come out and a person would wake, get up and say, wow, I'm better. You know, things like that. Uh, what started to happen was I would hold my hands over people. I didn't know really what was going on. I didn't understand what, except that, that somebody grabbed my hand and held it over a person and then my hand would drop and the other hand would pick up. One day I had my hand over a woman's solar plexus, about a foot and a half above her body, over her stomach. And I was just doing what I did, which was I would stay there until something told me to do something else. And a thought popped into my head and I knew it wasn't my thought. It said, I don't know who I am anymore. Mm. So I've had periods of my life where that was true. That didn't happen to be one. So I was like, I wonder what that thought is. So I said to the woman, let me just tell you this weird thing. I was holding my hand here and I heard this said and she started crying. Oh, my God, that's exactly what's going on. My life is changing. My relationship fell apart. I got fired from my job. I'm in this complete transition. And I thought, OK, and I wrote it down mm -hmm. over the next 15 years. I was shown in that way and also with students and also doing it through my own self exactly where that thought and that idea. So what I came to understand is that discrete place in the mental body of the third chakra is where identity lives. Mm. Like who I am in this life. Mm. You know, Jonathan is fill in the blank. The blanks live in that place. They don't live in my brain. They live there. And that woman's was in her midlife crisis. It was she was morphing into a different person because she was being called to her heart. So then my work became not to try to fix it. Let's try to help it happen better. Mm -hmm. mm. So 
really taking healing to the next level. You were tuning in to something beyond your mind and this reality and allowing that that information to take healing to the next level, which which I have to ask, um, everybody has their own definition of healing. You know, what does that look like for you? What is what does that sound like? What does healing mean to you? We have inside of each each of us our own perfect template. We are designed to operate for a period of time, right? I say that this vehicle we are in is a rental, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we have a rental contract. It's designed to operate in a maximal way to make our life on earth be the most it can be. So healing is returning as close as possible to that original state of harmony under the aegis, under the, the command of the heart, which is in the middle of the chakra system and also has the ability, is designed to both observe and command the lower self or this life energies and also is in touch with our spiritual self mm-hmm. so under the command of the heart, bringing everything into harmonious working relationship. Mm-hmm. And that to me is what healing is about. Illness is the disruption of that system for various reasons. Yeah. And so the job of the healer is to intervene as elegantly as and as uh, minimally as possible to remind that underlying template, hey, come on, wake up, wake up, wake up. You know how to do your job. Let's do, let's do it well. Mm-hmm. And you can wake up many of the various characteristics that are really needed at, let's say, this time. You know, let's, uh, let's say that somebody is just what we would think of as a lost soul mean you know energetically totally disconnected and yet you teach that compassion is part of your um your internal makeup it's what we came into the world with we came in with compassion so so somebody that has been completely disconnected from that sense of compassion and um and love can that can that be woke up for them you know compassion is usually woken up in us by tragedy right mm-hmm. so a tsunami or an earthquake or or the, the things that have been happening in the united states for most people right the the shootings and the and the the things that are so horrific wake for most people wake up that compassion in us so my my prayer was wait how about if i don't wait for that what if I, what, how can I activate that every day? And I don't wait for the Dalai Lama to just hold compassion for me all the time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I was led to see, to, to, and then feel, and then teach and experience that there is a discrete place in front of everybody's heart in what I call the emotional body, about four to six inches right in front of your heart chakra. There's a band that surrounds everybody's body like a, like a life preserver. Mm-hmm. Th- that literally is where compassion has been implanted in every human vehicle. Every human has it. So 
it can be stimulated spontaneously. You know, little kids who are healthy little kids, you know, under one year old or something have it spontaneously. The rest of us, we have to work it. So what I teach is the the inner yoga, I call it, of activating that through awareness, through breath, through meditation, through prayer, true prayer, and learning to step forward and put my awareness and my uh, loyalty, so to speak, where I live from, where I sit, in that literal space in front of my heart. Anybody can do it. You have to be motivated. Mm-hmm. You have to want to. Most people come to that motivation through difficulty, through mm-hmm. illness. Some people come because they just want to do it. You know, but most people come through some kind of uh, impetus that makes us like something's got to change. Something's got to change. Something's got to change. So then when I teach is the first step is let's find the space of compassion, hold it together so that you can transform what needs to transform in you so you can live there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. And. Anybody could really learn that, right? Anybody, anybody could learn that. Everybody's because it's already been there. It's just yeah. reconnecting with, with what we were created with. Exactly. And yeah. you don't need religion to do it. You don't necessarily. It doesn't have anything to do necessarily with religion or any particular spiritual path. If you have one, if that appeals to you, if that helps you hold a space where you can activate these these qualities, awesome. Mm-hmm. You need that. You do need other people. It's hard to do it on your own. We're meant to be uh, interactive social social creatures. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, we are, and we're in a challenging time for that to happen right now. So thank God we have video and and Zoom and. Face masks, okay? I'm just going to put that out there, right? Thank God we have face masks and, and sacred distancing, right? I, I don't like the terminology social distancing. I really like sacred spacing, you know, for, for me and you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really beautiful. Uh, what about forgiveness? Where does that lie? What about okay. forgiveness? Okay, forgiveness, another one, right? What are the two, the two hardest things for humans to embody? Humility and forgiveness, Mm -hmm. Both of them live in the heart. Forgiveness has a pre-prepared slot in your heart chakra. I talk about what I teach is the 12 petals of the heart, as if the heart was a flower. All right. So the 12 petals of the heart. But then what I do is I tell people, imagine a clock, a clock that's in the center of your chest. Okay. And there's a right. And uh, 12 is at the top. Six is at the bottom. Three is on the left side. Nine is on the right side. Okay. Forgiveness is literally, not metaphorically, at seven o'clock. And when forgiveness comes, forgiveness is a universal force, right? I can decide I want to forgive. I can decide I want to be forgiven. But then I have to wait, as they say, wait on the Lord. I have to wait until. And I become available to that breeze, that wind of forgiveness that blows through the whole universe. And it's going to come to my heart and activate that slot, which happens to be right above the liver, 
the liver and Chinese medicine that I started is one of the places where the past is held. Resentment is held in the liver. So forgiveness comes to call that energy of resentment, anger, criticism, judgment, which is, has to do with the liver getting stuck, calls it up into forgiveness. Forgiveness makes everything now. Mm. Doesn't make what happened okay. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make doesn't wipe out the memory, but it makes it here now. Now we're here. Now I'm you. You're me. We, mm-hmm. I don't need this other stuff because the only person who is hurt by hanging on to the past is the person who's hanging on to the past. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'm glad that you said that. That that it doesn't. It doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't let go of the past. It doesn't say it didn't exist. No. It just brings you here because a lot of people will say, well, I can forgive, but I can't forget. You, you, you can't. You can be here and you could probably hold some sense of compassion and love around it, which leads me to faith. 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 You talked about the wind blowing in. Yeah to kind of carry that. So you have to have faith because you're, you're not necessarily going to see that. So I'm going to tell you something really interesting, right? Cause of course we're, this is on, we're on audio, but I'm watching you. And when you said the word faith, you put your hands literally in the place where faith lives in you. Oh, I have to go back and watch that. That's amazing. Literally, I'm watching you because it's what I do. It's what I teach students. I'm like, look, everybody knows what's going on with them. They just don't know it consciously. So wash their hands. You put your hands in the place of faith in front of your heart. So compassion lives. Uh, if you stick your hands out in a in a, a shelf right in front of your heart, put the heel of your hand on your chest and stick your hands out with your fingers, your hands facing up where your fingers are is where compassion is. Then put your hands that much again, put the heel of your hand where your fingers were and where your fingers are now is where faith is. Mm. And you put your hands right there. Look, faith again. Faith doesn't have to do necessarily with the religion. Religions have stolen these words. They say we are called the faith. Well, no, faith is the wind that blows the universe forward. Faith is the energy that's that tells us, look, I don't know what's going on, but somebody does on some level and somehow this is all going to work out. OK. And I, oh, I just got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Right? Faith says, just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. The next moment, the next moment, the next moment. And somehow it's going to resolve. So. That's the energy that blows through the whole universe. Literally, it drives creation. Mm. So when I link with those energies, compassion, faith, forgiveness, I'm not just helping myself. I am also literally vibrationally through the electromagnetic connection that we all have with all creation. I am linking myself with these universal forces. So I am energetically joining in the universal flow. And that's really what spiritual spirituality is. Mm. Vibrationally entering, not in your ideas. Ideas follow. Ideas should follow experience, not create experience. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Well, and listeners, again, I'm having a conversation with Jonathan Goldman, and 
when Jonathan and I had a pre-conversation, I mentioned to him that I felt like this book was like a life manual that I, I, I had to take each section and reread it. I, I admittedly did not finish it because I had to go back and reread and allow that information to really absorb. And it's taught in a way that nobody else has really taught before. You know, like I, I, I think I said, I don't know if I said it live, but we talked about where those places are in within your body. And nobody has really ever said faith is here. Compassion is here. Um, what about joy and love? You know, this is all what you provided as a gift to all of us in the book, the gift of the body. It's beautiful. I, yeah, you're really welcome. And, and what about love? Look, love, here's, here, here's something else that I, that I teach. There was a thing in the, in the, in the seventies, right? A guy wrote a thing called uh, transposing love and fear. Mm-hmm. No, love has no opposite. Love is at the heart of everything. Mm-hmm. It has no opposite. What uh, fear and faith are opposites. Mm. The antidote to fear is faith. You can't make fear not be there, but you can not. You can disassociate from it and and link to faith. Love is literally the vibration that underlies everything. When I and in the same way as forgiveness, when I learn the art of living through my heart, because it's an art, it's an inner art. Yeah. When I learn, and it takes work. This is not like. You know, I grew up in Detroit. They used to say, vote for me and I'll set you free. This is not vote for me and I'll set you free. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, there's a work to be done. You can do the work inside you. Mm-hmm. Lots of people have done it. It's, it's step by step. It's simple. We, uh, what I did recently uh, in September, October, November was I recorded a 10 session class Mm-hmm. that takes a person through all these steps of the creation of this internal structure that then allows you to be available to this, vib- this incredible vibration of love that just fills your chest, fills your whole self. In the meanwhile, we have human love, but I'm talking about universal love. I'm talking about the love that, permeates and created everything, right? This universal love. So the heart is the mechanism of reception and transmission of that. Mm. I have to rewind a second here. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard or read the opposite of love is fear. And how you put it today is beautiful, that love is really love is the foundation of everything that exists there is no opposite that's right that's beautiful imagine if we were taught that as a child right imagine if we were taught many of these techniques as a child imagine imagine yeah how people come to me who are parents now Mm -hmm. I did a session the other day with a six-year-old girl. 
Parents are teaching her this. I was like, oh, I wish somebody had taught me. I wish I would have taught my kids when they were six. You know, I didn't know. Absolutely. Well, I have a grandson and he reaps the rewards of the things that I learn. And no doubt uh, he absolutely loves it. You know, Uh, the other day he was doing something and in the middle of it all, he just kind of stopped and he got a big smile on his face and he goes, oh, (laughs) wow, Wow, that is really cool. Okay, so so you mentioned the recording that you did. Is that available for anybody? Like, can we go to your website? Website, essentiallight.org, essentiallight.org. Essential light is one word, lowercase, two L's in the middle, essentiallight.org. And we have a whole array. We have that. We have videos we have transmissions but i have a guide who talks through me and we have many we have a library of this mm-hmm. and we have you know short videos that are three minutes and we have hour-long things it's a it's a full array for people who are interested in taking this these steps and we have it we are getting ready we're dividing it into different for people who are beginning for people who are have already done a lot of spiritual work I'm doing live uh, things now. I'm doing online class. I just I'm doing one on mediumship, which is a very important topic. I'm doing another one in a couple months on um, uh, depression and anxiety, mm. right? Trauma. Mm-hmm. Just from, the, from from this angle, from this point of view, you know, the first thing in my book you read is I I, I have a poem right called "The Six Blind Men and the Elephant." Mm-hmm. So. What I wanted to make the point is, okay, this is my take on the elephant, right? Let, let's have a conversation. Let's have conversations. Everybody has their, you know, one says it's a trunk and one says it's a bow and one's a, let Let's have these conversations so that we can come closer to understanding this incredible gift that we've been given of this life. Yeah, and it is incredible. Uh, it, it, it is the greatest gift that we will ever know, at least, you know, in this present awareness. It is absolutely amazing. Um, okay, so we're down to the wire. We only have a couple minutes left. Doesn't it go by fast? Unbelievable. Yeah. No, I feel like we're, we were just warming up, you know? Yeah, I feel like it too. I feel like you and I could have some really great conversations and, and enlighten a lot of people or at least... Um, shine some light on their life. So um, first, I just want to tell the listeners, all of Jonathan's information will be available here at the Soulful Living page on Empower Radio. And you can watch it in video on social media for a while. However, the podcast is available indefinitely on the Soulful Living page here at Empower Radio. I've got podcasts up from 10 years ago. So, um, and secondly, thank you. Like, thank you so much for this conversation. And I'm going to show the book for video for the book. You can see I have my little tabs in here where I, yeah, I, have, yeah, I have to go back and I highlight stuff. So this is not a book anybody will be gifted from me because it's, <laughs> it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. And um, last, I like to invite my guests to leave the listeners, to leave all of us with something we can take out into the day to 
enhance our lives, to elevate our soul, what would that be for you? It would be this, that even though we're in this moment of this very difficult for most of us, huh, where we feel isolated, we feel cut off, through the, it's an opportunity to cultivate this vibration of the heart. And through the heart, I know that I am not alone. I know that you are not alone because as soon as I breathe in my heart, my heart automatically connects to your heart. And that's not metaphorical. We are we that's the true oneness. Mm -hmm. And so cultivating that and go outside, breathe. Mm -hmm. If you're in the air and you're breathing, you are reconnecting with nature and nature is our salvation. And the reconnection with nature in a conscious, heart centered way to me is the salvation of humanity. Mm. That was beautiful. Thank you, Jonathan. Let's do this again sometime. Thank you so much. I would love it. Thank you, Jerry. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.